Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now that I'm here, I'll never leave. And this is Unfeatured Article. Hello, welcome to Unfeatured Articles. Browsing the internet, irresponsible, and yeah. bringing you all of the real spunky internet articles on the Wikipedes. Spunky. Spunky. I'm See, when you man. introduce, yeah. it's so excellent. Yeah. It's so good. That was, that was I think, mocked. the best. I've, I've been a listener since first episode, and I think yep. that was our best introduction. Long-time yet. listener, first-time caller, yep. Tully Grimley. Who's back in the studio, He's ladies and back. gentlemen? I am back. Guess who's back? You're hijacking my intro and then, bullying oh me. Oh, my God. Yeah. Get an me, intro. Get Hello. Into it, I'm Hannah Flannery. How is everyone? Boys, boys, boys. I've got... Katis Lang. Hello. And we've got James Kigo. That's me. And we couldn't get rid of him. Tully Grimley. Hello. He's, He's here again. Here. He slept leave. overnight. I'm back, yes. <laughs> I, like, I slept here all week. Yeah, He's yeah. just had so many articles. <laughs> we so record many, once many. a week on Monday night and our episode <laughs> comes out Tuesday. Yeah. And I spend that entire Very night proper. agonizing over the show notes. Yeah. Of which I'm excellent at doing <laughs> and single, never forget to do. Every yeah. Famously, there's always show every notes. App. <laughs> every single app. Every single app. Hannah Flurry. Did you just? Oh, hold on. He pressed a button and nothing. There was a hand. <laughs> there we go. There, there we go. God. I forgot to turn the this volume up. That is sad yeah. trombone. You like fouled the dismount on the sad trombone. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was Dang. bad. Anyway, if you The jokes, it was all part of the bit. Boing. That's There's one Yeah, nice. If you are just tuning in for the very first time to Unfeatured Articles, on this show we start deep diving into Wikipedia and bring out some weird, wacky, wonderful Wikipedia articles and bet them against each other. In the world's greatest bracket. Yeah. yeah. Also, and in case you haven't noticed, I am back in front of the <laughs> soundboard because oh. I rebelled and I was Push like, I'm not coming back until I get control. Every day I move. Hang on, let me, let's just what was that a lead up to? Every day I'm closer to a fucking stroke in his <laughs> that. So zen. Ooh. So zen. That's when we need to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. Any, anytime things get a bit too much, I'm too just going to... heavy, just... Yeah, yeah good, good, good. No, that's good. It's, it humbles us. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> we are humbled at the foot of Buddha. any of us are humble. Shut up! <laughs> we start... Every out? episode with a oh, little mini game that yeah, we, we still we do. don't have a title for. Uh, we go into Wikipedia and hit a random article to answer a uh, Cards Against Humanity like prompt. Yes, we James? can't emphasize emphasize enough Cards Against Humanity like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hashtag not spawn. Hashtag adjacent. not spawn. Nothing spawns us anyway. James, you got the um, yeah, yeah yeah. So this one's uh, this one's a little uh, close to our heart. Uh, this is please welcome to the That's Not Canon Network. Their newest podcast, blank. <laughs> uh, for example, don't uh, don't touch the Turkatus. Give him the drum roll. Curtis has the finger on the button. Don't do it. <laughs> That's what you get. There are labels. That's not a drum roll. All right, James, try it again. Oh, this is hell. 
All right. Um, oh God. You guys are so mean to me. For I am example, nothing but delightful to you guys. For example, Fuck. Um, I might say, uh, please welcome uh, to the That's Not Canon uh, Network. I need to finish what I'm saying. <laughs> that was so good. That was so saying. good. It was like a lead up. You were about oh to say it. It was God. so good. It's that happening. was like the most I'm happening. I'm having an aneurysm. It's that happening. is like the most perfect timing I have ever done in my life, and you ruined it. There's, uh, okay. There's more to the pro. Okay. We zen. We zen. We zen. We zen. Uh, please welcome to the Dustin Cannon. Uh, the newest part of article. Oh fuck. Fuck me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> please welcome to the That's Not Canon Network. Their newest podcast. Valingbi. Valingbi? Valingbi. Yeah. What is it? It's a uh, suburban district in Vasterlot in the western part of Stockholm municipality, uh, Sweden. Podcast. Okay. Podcast. <laughs> uh, Hannah? Uh, please welcome to the That's Not Canon Productions team. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you, um, you, okay. Here we go. Here you we say go. that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Uyama. Uyama podcast. And what's Uyama? What's it's Uyama, Uyama podcast a, about? It's a Japanese surname. <laughs> Good. Uh, Tully? Please welcome our newest That's Not Canon Productions podcast, Across a Cops Punctulata. Ooh. Can I, nice. just, can I take one second on this one? Yeah, please. This is a one-sentence article. Yeah, beautiful. Oh, please. Across a Cops Punctulata is a moth of the family Gracilidae. It is known from South Africa. It is known. Sure is Sorry, known. that is two short sentences. Would you believe that my random article was also a species of moth? I'm just going to find it really quickly. There's a, there's I, a lot I, of them. There's like, a lot of moths. Like, moth I'm content, really please. bad with finding articles. I just spend, like, a lot of time just sitting, hitting the random button. Great and so at many, finding moths. It's, it's just, like, one-sentence articles yeah. about some species of tree. Uh, please welcome to That's Not Canon's the newest podcast, Neil Patrick Harris. Hey, Podcast. we got him, guys. We, we got, got him. Got him. Yeah. Finally, He's here ladies today and gentlemen. to introduce his new show. <laughs> it's Neil. Hi, Neil. Neil. Welcome, Neil. Hashtag Oh, wait. I, I, I was about to say I met him. I didn't met, meet him, but... Um, you were adjacent to him. I was like less than a meter away from him one day. He was at Disney World and he had like a... There's like... Just my, enjoying like, the view. Leaders and coordinate. Well, yeah. Taking he was, in like, the odour. I worked on the parades and like yeah. the in the like team meeting we were told okay we've got a set like a little section set up ropes and like stuff VIP section don't talk to the person we don't know who it is don't you're not allowed to interact oh, with them wow. and then everyone was like I'm gonna fucking talk to him I'm gonna talk to that Neil. and we came around the corner at the end of the parade it was Neil Patrick Harris oh my and he gosh. was there with his family so I didn't bother him it yeah, was good. Christmas yeah. but like that's so good Neil Patrick Harris you were in his space. <gasps> ah! Now, Patrick there. Harris has the most delightful family. Of all time. Of all time. My friend Leo saw him and was like, oh, I want to marry him. And then a couple of problems. One there, of but... my friends went, Leo, you and Ooh. him are both gay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Leah. Hey, Leah. Shout out to Leah. Where's uh, Leah? Neil Patrick Harris. Where's she... Leah? She live in America? She live in. Yeah, she's in Florida. Ah, nice. Hey, Leah. Hey, Leah. Hi, Leah. Shout out to all our Florida listeners. Florida. <laughs> it's like. Um, Very two, small two Tully, you're back again for the second time because your article, your second article, is just so gosh darn good. Just so gosh darn. Good. It better be you gotta let us know. Fucking amazing article, man. Gotta let us in on the secret. What have you got for us today? Today, I'm going to be talking about dazzle camouflage. <laughs> that 
That was okay. good. If I like that. If anything, that was the most justified of them all. Totally. Yeah, I back that. Okay. All of the others unjust- unjustified. Oh, that Unfeatured. One. So. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just really quickly I've got a, I've got a really stupid one Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah please yeah. No well, Your no. story is very compelling I Mr. Oh, Jackass no. I mean uh, so, he's got a so I'll just it. type uh, it up On my invisible quote, typewriter uh, From <laughs> The Simpsons uh, You may have heard of The Simpsons It's an animated <laughs> series um, Zane take it away you. from him Yeah please Button privileges Anyway Tully We have a guest in our house. In our home. In our home? In our home. Okay. I like to think I'm like family here. It's true. Make yourself at home. Oh. oh. That one hurt. The rudest host. Do the article. Um, dazzle camouflage, also known as razzle dazzle or yes, dazzle is. painting. Give him the old razzle dazzle. Um was a family of ship camouflage used extensively in World War I and to a lesser extent in World War II and afterwards. Credited to British marine artist Norman Wilkinson, though with a rejected prior claim by zoologist John Graham Kerr, consisted of complex patterns of geometric shapes in contrasting colours, interrupting and intersecting each other. So to unpack that a little bit, rather than camouflage these ships so we can't see them, mm. we're going to paint them with bright colours oh. in big shapes. <laughs> See, that reminds me of there's a Family Guy joke where it's like yeah. Peter's in like in Vietnam and all the all the other soldiers are in camouflage and he's in a clown suit and he's yeah. like, "You guys are wrong. You guys are stupid. They're gonna be expecting you guys." That's very. Funny. That's probably the most ridiculous. Is this the zebra one? Oh yeah. Let's yeah, have yeah. a look at this photo here. It's a beautiful um, boy. It's a perfect for an audio medium here. So yeah, it's a it, ship. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, is dressing like a bee. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of got these lines. It looks like it's of, a pop art. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks like an Andy Warhol. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Boat. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, so essentially the idea behind this one is for the Dazzle camouflage, unlike other forms of camouflage, the intention of Dazzle is not to conceal, but to make it difficult to estimate a target's range, speed and heading. Okay. I can see how that would be because you can't quite tell like... Exactly. You can make out the basic shape of it, but you can't tell like any distinguishable features yeah. of it. Yeah. It's like yeah. an optical illusion. It yeah. is a great optical illusion. Um, oh, There's a couple of great photos of it that we'll yeah, try yeah. and get in the show notes here. Um, but essentially the idea was to interrupt it so that peop- um, the enemy ship saw them but got into the wrong firing position so they could just be shooting from a long distance. Yeah. Oh, that's so okay. good. Yeah, so Dazzle was adopted by the Admiralty in the UK and then by the US Navy. Each ship's Dazzle pan- pattern was unique to avoid making classes of ships instantly recognisable and the result was that a profusion of Dazzle schemes was tried and evidence for their success was, at best, mixed. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Painting it bright colours... <laughs> Might work. Um, Dazzle attracted the notice of artists such as Picasso, who claimed that cubists like himself had invented it. Edward Wadsworth, who supervised the camouflaging of over 2,000 ships, painted a series of canvases of Dazzle ships after the war based on his wartime work. That's Um, my hot take. Fuck Picasso. Wow, okay. That's fair. I think think somebody might have said that before. Yeah. I wonder who. (laughs) He was very... uh, Oh, it was Hannah Gadsby. Yep, that's That's, that's right. I was wondering where that was from. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, sorry. For those who don't know, Picasso was just a big creeping man. He was. He was. He was like 40-year-old and um, trying to marry 17-year-olds. That's right. It's crazy. It's bad. Tell us about yeah, these ships. Yeah, it was very bad. Um, so about these ships, essentially long blocks of colour 
um, used to disrupt the shape of the ships. Um, now, the Dazzle did indeed work along these lines, as suggested, um, by the testimony of a U-boat captain. This is a direct quote. It was not until she was within half a mile that I could make out that she was one ship and not several, huh. steering a course at right angles, crossing from starboard to port. The dark painted stripes on her afterpart made her stern appear her bow and a broad cut of green paint amidships looks like a patch of water. The weather was bright and visibility good. This was the best camouflage I have ever seen. Wow. That's really cool. So has it... Super clever. By what... Has it ever been, like, actually used in warfare? Yes. Or, yeah. Yes. Over 2,000 ships uh, between the UK and the US in World wow. War One and Two. One and Two. Okay. One and Two. Huh. Yeah, so um, there's an official report here that's barely legible, but um, essentially the idea was to just disguise bits and pieces um, of the ship so they fired at the wrong bits. Yeah. Um, now, this is a bit on effectiveness. We're going to go into, into a few stats here. Oh, we'll do it. Give um, me the numbers. Big fan of stats. Big fan of stats. So zen. That was that's effectiveness. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> However, I am very calm yeah. to talk about stats. Dazzle's effectiveness was highly uncertain at the time of the First World War, but it was nonetheless adopted both in the UK and North America. In 1918, they analysed shipping losses but were unable to draw clear conclusions. Mm. Dazzle ships were attacked in 1.47% of sailings compared to 1.12 for uncamouflaged ships, ah. so they did get spotted a yeah. little bit more. Um, but as Wilkinson had argued, Dazzle was not attempting to make these ships hard to see. Yeah, it was hard to hit. Suggestively, of the ships that were struck by torpedoes, 43% of the Dazzle ships sank compared to 54% of the uncamouflaged. Oh, And okay. similarly, 41% of Dazzle ships were struck amidships compared to 52% uncamouflaged. So it suggests that they actually fired at the wrong bits of the boat and yeah. let people survive. Yeah, that's cool. Um, however, the ships painted in Dazzle were larger than the uncamouflaged ships, 38% of them being over 5,000 tonnes compared to only 13% of uncamouflaged ships, mm. making c- comparisons unreliable. Uh. Now, I'm going to take umbrage here because what they're saying is the hit rate was lower, the survival rate was higher, even though and the, the ships, ships were bigger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This made it even harder to hit massive targets. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it obviously, yeah, yeah, even though the ships were bigger than their non-camouflage counterparts, like they got hit less. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so other uses, this is just a little bit at the end, what they've been used recently in. Mm. Um, patterns reminiscent of dazzle camouflage are sometimes used to mask test cars during trials. During the 2015 Formula One testing period, the Red, Red Bull RB11 car was painted in a scheme intended to confound rival teams' ability to am- analyze its aerodynamics. Uh, the designer Adam Harvey had similarly proposed a form of camouflage reminiscent of Dazzle for personal camouflage from face detection fe- technology, which he, con- he calls computer vision Dazzle. Mm. So that's to block detection by facial recognition technologies such as deep face by creating an anti-face. Oh, okay. Well, that's uh, like useful now, right? Yeah, that's, like, that's huge Deep now. fakes and stuff are like becoming this massive thing. That people yeah. need to be. You think? Okay, here we go. Are we you doing deep fake chat? Deep fake chat. For another time. There's yeah. probably a lot we could do with deepfake. Yeah. Like technology. For those of you who don't know, deepfake is a technology where it um, can realistically depict uh, people's Face. actual faces and like put them over. They do a face-off. They do a... They do a face-off. Yeah. And so they can, can like... On any footage. Like they can, any... Yeah, yeah. they can... It, it, for an, an extreme example would be that like they could make a very photorealistic version of Barack Obama mm. say things that... Hitler said. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Deepfakes um, are, and so it's like, it's a big thing like fake news and that kind totally, of thing. Totally, like the, totally. It's a quite dangerous 
anyway. What's, so what, our, our co-host here, Hannah Flannery, yeah. has just found some examples Hello. of our um, I'm a very big fan of the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you describe what we're seeing here, Hannah? <laughs> okay, so the makeup and the hair and the colour is all very, like, angular and very... Wacky and in like blocks. It mm. looks It'll like in something you see in a sci-fi. Yeah, it say, looks like it's out of Blade Runner. It's super cy- mm. um, cyberpunk. It's very yeah, good. It's awesome. very very good. I love fashion. I while you're looking at that, I was Jesus. Okay. So <laughs> we're all gonna die. Yes, yeah. boats been around for a while. Right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we have famously boats. we've had boats we've for had a while. Boats. Yep. We've had yeah, boats I've seen a boat. And we've got this like I've even been on a boat. You got your camouflage. <laughs> all right, we've all got stuff going on. You got your stripes. You got your zebra stripes. Have they ever done it so that, like, you you can have a for a boat, right? And you, like, shape your boat. Yeah. But it just looks like a big duck. (laughs) Yeah, man. Have you been to the Gold Coast? I'm not going to shoot a big duck. You know, but like I actually have like a like a like a military like big old. Okay, like a military. Because I was talking about those 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 big those those big truck the trucks that turn into a boat on the Gold Coast and they're shaped like a duck. Ooh, I actually yeah, yeah, well then do that and then like paint put it. Put guns on it. Put guns on it, paint it like yeah, a, duck, a duck. And then like these people, these enemies yeah, are going to be like, no, it's, just a a fucking, it's a duck. You know, James, you may actually have something because the first, I, I mentioned that there was actually a prior application by the yeah. zoologist John Graham Kerr. Ooh. And he proposed the application of camouflage using animal print. Yeah. So we're not too far we're off. Too we should far just off. use duck print. We'll just use duck print. Duck print. No one's going to shoot the uh, duck. I'm going to go okay, dressed, out, dressed up like a giraffe so the computers won't see me. They're like, that's just a giraffe. That's just a giraffe. It? giraffe. No, I'm not going to shoot a giraffe. I'm shoot a giraffe. What's this? this is gira- sexy giraffe. Sexy giraffe. <laughs> sexy giraffe. Curtis, yeah. do you have... Oh, you were going to push a button? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I don't like sorry. that you guys like are announcing I'm it sorry. to try and ruin my like You were poised. No, you, you ruin it yourself. Do you have an article? I don't ruin it. I make it better. Buttons. You hit them wrong button. No, I know. <laughs> you are here as a courtesy. Oh! That was that was big claim. That was big yeah. claim. Rude. Yeah, I'll bloody go. Okay. No, Rude. I love you. No, please don't. Okay, I'm gonna make this all better. Bye. Uh, <laughs> go guys, I'm fun. talking about I'm... Horace Devere Cole. Ooh. Okay. Who that? Uh. Horace Devere Cole was an eccentric prankster and poet born in Ballincollig, County Cork, in Ireland. All right? And he had a bunch of... James is just leaving the table. He was like, oh, I've snuck away. I've done it. He's, actually, he's left the table. He's, I've got, I'm talking and you've left the table. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So Cole's best known trick was... Uh, he was a prankster, right? And he was in, uh, he was in Ireland. He was quite famous. Yeah. Um, his best-known trick was the Dreadnought hoax on 7th of February 1910 when he fooled the captain of the Royal Navy warship HMS Dreadnought into taking him and a group of friends, including Virginia Woolf. Oh, Virginia Woolf is that? For an official Abyssinian delegation. So, like, an official delegation from another country. And they're like, we would like a tour of the warship. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yes, okay, we give you a tour of the warship. (laughs) Um, as an undergraduate at Cambridge, Cole poses uh, the uncle of the Sultan of Zanzibar, mm. who was visiting London at the time, to make an official visit to his own college, accompanied by his friend Adrian Stephen, the brother of Virginia Woolf. Oh, the whole family. <laughs> yeah, the whole clan. <laughs> when his mane of hair and bristling moustache, uh, Cole he was often confused with the Prime Minister at the time, Ramsay MacDonald, oh. causing dismay in the public when he launched into a fierce attack on Labour Party policy. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Yeah, let's go see the Labour Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a shit oh. fucking time. Um, 
His sister Annie married future Prime Minister Neville Chamberlain. Oh my gosh. Uh, who was asked connected. by Annie when he, what he thought of Cole, replied, I was obliged to say what I did think, but fortunately it appeared that that was her opinion too, and she was not all inclined to be proud of her brother's exploit. Mm. It appears that he is 28. I think he must be a little mad. <laughs> it appears that, that he is 20. That sounds like a sibling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Following the Sultan of Zanzibar prank, Cole executed a series of bold jokes and escapades primarily aimed at deflating pompous figures of authority. His targets included members of parliament, city businessmen and naval officers. On one occasion, he directed a group of like-minded friends dressed as workmen as they dug a trench across Piccadilly. On another, Cole dared an old school friend from Eton, the newly elected member for parliament for Ramsey in Huntingdonshire, uh-huh. Oliver Locker Lampson. This is like the most... So British. So British. So very British. Oliver Locker Lamson to dash before him on a London street to the nearest corner with a 10-yard head start, having already slipped his gold watch into the MP's pocket. As soon as Locker Lamson began to pull ahead, Cole yelled, stop thief, and a policeman probably detained him. (laughs) Cole then explained that it was a joke and both men were told to proceed on their way quietly. (laughs) Unfortunately, Cole then began waving his stick around in a dangerous manner as though conducting an imaginary band and both men were then arrested and taken into custody. Oh, so well, while no that. charge was brought against Locker Lampson, Cole was found guilty of a breach of the peace and five and fined five pounds. Five pounds. That's five a pounds. Lot. This was like um. That's a that's a twenty. That's yeah, it's he he lived from eighteen eighty one to nineteen thirty six. Oh sure. So so probably. Tully's on it. Go Tully. Go. The current the conversion. Let's Do go. It. Yeah, in nineteen hundred, what was five dollars? Tully five gets pounds. Pounds, you mean? Five pounds rather. Pounds. Uh, while you're doing that, according yeah. to legend, Cole once hosted a party at which the guests discovered that they had all had the word bottom in their surnames. Ha! Ha! According so to another funny. story, he bought tickets for particular seats at a theatrical performance, considered pretentious, and, distribu- and distributed them to eight bald men whose heads, painted with a single letter, spelled out the word bollocks. Yes. Oh. That's incredible. Uh, Tully's research indicates that um, five British pounds in 1990 is equivalent to 200 Australian dollars 1900. today. 1900. 1990. 1990. It's a lot closer. 1990. 1900. Once he judged he had caused optimum outrage, he would then cut off the offending protrusion with a pair of scissors. That's Can you imagine oh going God. about your, your... Does that guy have his dick out? That's fuck. Wait, what is it? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrifying. Yeah. I, would, so I would scream if I saw that in Fortitude Valley. Yeah, that's yeah, probably right? the most fucked up thing I've ever <laughs> On honeymoon with his first wife in first wife. Yep. <laughs> Clearly she couldn't handle it. Yeah. <laughs> On April Fool's Day 1919, oh, Cole no. dropped horse manure onto the Venice's Piazza San Marco, which is the main like square in the main like the one you get the pictures of yeah, with yeah. the tower. Uh, so he dropped horse manure in the middle of it uh, and then just walked away, leaving people wondering how the hell horse manure got into Venice, which is only reachable by boat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had no horses at the time. Uh, Cole has also been suspected of the Pilton Man hoax, which is... Wikipedia is loading. Here we go. The Pilton Man hoax was a paleontological... Almost got through it. Paleontological hoax in which bone fragments were presented as the fossilised remains of previously unknown early human. 
In 2016, the results of an extensive scientific review established that amateur archaeologist Charles D- Dawson had very likely perpetrated the hoax. So it was just like so fake were, bones. So he claimed that they were the missing link between sure, um, sure. monkeys and men People. in evolution. Yeah, And it was just a hoax. And it was just, just someone just yeah, prank, chucking bro. around a hoax. Dude, anyway, yeah, a so that's, um, that's old, old chief um, William Horace DeVere Cole. What a, what a prankster. Ah, what a prankster. What a trickster. Such upper class British pranks. Yeah, so, right? So totally so random. Good, very though. good. Though. So very funny. It's fantastic. Um, who wants to go next? I'll do it. He'll do I'll it. I'll do it. I've decided. Uh, I want to talk about a guy named Marvin Hemeyer. Marvin Hemeyer. Now, we've all thought about being, you know, a superhero, right? Oh, sure. Constantly. Marvin Hemeyer was a super villain, a real life <laughs> super villain. Big fan. Ooh, Origin story and everything. Yeah. Okay. So, Marvin Hemeyer, uh, otherwise known as Killdozer. <laughs> <laughs> what a name. Was an American welder and automobile muffler repair shop owner who went on a rampage with a modified bulldozer. So, oh, dear. let's get into the origin story, shall we? Hemeyer lived in Grand Lake, Colorado, about 16 miles from Granbury. According to a neighbor, Hemeyer moved to town more than 10 years prior to the incident. Uh, John Baldry, a friend of Hemeyer, said that Hemeyer was a likable person. Uh, his brother, Ken, said he would bend over backwards for anyone. Uh, while many people described Hemeyer as an affable person, local resident Christy Baker claimed her husband uh, was threatened by Hemeyer after refusing to pay for a disputed muffler repair. So we can tell he's got maybe a bit of a short temper. Oh, but no. other than that, a, a I mean, he didn't right. pay for his muffler repair. I mean, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'd be, I'd be spewing as well. Yep. So we get to the, the zoning dispute in 1992. Yeah, yeah, please. The zoning dispute. <laughs> Dispute. You're ruining it. The zoning dispute. Wow, your story oh. is very no! Mr. Jackass. I mean, uh, Simpson. Right. So I'll just um, type it up it on we my invisible typewriter. We turn it down. <laughs> we turn it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, 1992. Go away. Go away. Stop it. Stop it. Go away. It's just like... I'm not even going to set them up if you're just going to mess around. I don't want you to anyway. set them up. Leave it to my magnificent imagination. All right, the sure. zoning dispute. <laughs> oh. I'm not Zan. Anyway, 1992. So far from Zan. Perch, uh, Himaya purchased two acres of land from the Resolution Trust Corporation, the federal agency organized to handle the assets of failed savings and loan institutions. So he buys this land for 42000 to build a muffler shop, a new muffler shop, Sure. Uh, subsequently, he agreed to sell the land to a guy called Cody to build a concrete batch plant. Um, the agreed price, 250000 However, Himaya uh, later on changed his mind and increased the price to 375000 and later demanded a deal worth approximately $1 million. Some believe that this negotiation happened before the rezoning proposal was heard by the town council at all. So, in 2001, the Zoning Commission and the town's trustees approved the construction of a concrete batch plant. Hemeyer attempted to appeal the decision, but it was unsuccessful. It is claimed that the construction blocked access to uh, Hemeyer's new shop. Hemeyer was subsequently fined $2,500 by the Granbury Town Council for various violations, including junk cars on the property and not being hooked up to the sewer line. He was discovered to be dumping the waste from his improvised tank directly into an irrigation ditch, resulting in the fine. Oh, that's nasty. Yes. So, here's what happens. Hemeyer mm. leased his business to a trash company. 
and sold the property several months before, quote, the rampage. <laughs> <laughs> Any article with the subheading the rampage is quite good. Quote, the rampage. Notes found by investigators after the incident indicated that the primary motivation for the bulldozer rampage was his plan to stop a concrete plant from being built near his shop. These notes indicated that he held grudges over the zoning approval. I was always willing to be reasonable until I had to be unreasonable, he wrote. <laughs> yep. In the most, like, villain-esque thing he could possibly Jesus say. Jesus Christ. Ray, I <laughs> yep. I'll allow it. I'll Thank allow you. It. Thank you. He went on to say, sometimes reasonable men must do unreasonable things. God! <laughs> yep. Yeah. He might have took about a year and a half to prepare. In his notes, he wrote, so, yeah. So a year and a half to prepare. <laughs> he's got, he's even <laughs> writing notes. He's like, you know how, like, the the villain, you know. Yeah, he's got his underground where, like, lair. writes his, like, uh, memoirs. He's got a record of classical music yeah, playing. Yeah, Probably, like, a Russian composer. Totally, totally. <laughs> Tchaikovsky or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he writes, It is interesting to observe that I was never caught. This was a part-time project over a year and a half time period. Clearly, he was surprised that several men who had visited the shed late in the previous year had not noticed the modified bulldozer, especially with the 2,000-pound lift fully exposed. Somehow, their vision was clouded, he says. <laughs> the bulldozer was a modified Komatsu D355A fitted with makeshift, makeshift armor plating covering the cabin, engine, and parts of the tracks. In places, this armor was over one foot thick, consisting of a 5,000 um, pressure, 5,000 like PSI, quick read, concrete mix sandwiched between sheets of tool steel. My God. To make ad hoc composite armor. This made the machine impervious to small arms and resistant to explosives. Three external explosions and more than 2,000 rounds of ammunition fired at the bulldozer had no effect on it. Holy oh, shit. Wow. For visibility, the bulldozer was fitted with several video cameras linked to two monitors mounted on the vehicle's dashboard. So he can't he can't see. He's like concreted it's up. It's covered in concrete. He's it's just covered got in concrete. a video feed. So he's got this video feed that he's so, like. So, okay, let me break this down. Yep. He's got a bulldozer. Yep. And then he's got like concrete yep. he's, surrounding. He's covered it in steel and then in concrete and then in steel. Yeah. He's sandwiched it. It's like. And then I've he's got, got a, video cameras on the outside so that he's got visibility. Photo. I'll chuck it in the show notes. There's a photo. Which is like that that is a fucking monster. <laughs> yeah. Where was this? What this was in Colorado. Yeah. Okay. So. God bless the United States of America. Uh, he's got the two monitors. The cameras were protected by the outside, on the outside, by a three-inch shield for bulletproof plastic. Uh, of bulletproof plastic, compressed air nozzles were fitted to blow dust away from the video cameras. Oh, this goes on a lot Thought about like everything. the video camera maintenance. Anyway, onboard fans and an air conditioner were used to keep Himaya cool while driving. And rampaging, I suppose. Sure. I'm just imagining him in mid rampage, just adjusting the settings. I'm a little bit warm. Oh, just yeah, yeah. A little toast. Crank a little the bit. AC. He made three gun ports fitted for a 50 caliber rifle, a 308 semi automatic rifle, and a 22 LR rifle, all fitted with a one half inch thick steel plate. Himaya apparently had no intention of leaving the cabin once he entered it. So this was a a, a one man. Oh, oh, if uh, I'm gonna go out, I'm going out swinging. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Jesus. Christ. Authorities speculated he may have used a homemade crane found in his garage to lower the armor hull onto the dozer and himself. Once he tipped that there was lid no shut, exit. he knew he wasn't getting out. Daly said. 
Investigators search the gara- uh, investigators search the garage where they believe that Hemiah built the vehicle vehicle and found cement and armor steel. So there you go. Uh, he did. He died in the event. Um, however, the modified bulldozer came to be known as Killdozer after the name of a short story by Theodore uh, Sturgeon. So there was all, there was a short story. So they attributed that name to him. So the rampage itself, what happened? Sweet fucking lord! I love the, the little sub little subheading is like yeah, rampage. Yeah, yeah. Rampage. <laughs> the rampage, the rampage, June fourth, two thousand four. Yeah, right. Hemiah drove his armored bulldozer through the wall of his former business. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, okay, so that's the beginning of a list of places that he th- drove through, <laughs> through the wall of his former business, the concrete plan, the town hall the office of the no- local newspaper that editorialized against him, the home of a former mayor which was in which his widow then exclusively resided, and a hardware store owned by another man Fuck. he might have named in a lawsuit, as well as a few others. Owners of all the buildings that were damaged had some connection to Hemeyer's disputes. So he's literally like made this list of like he's a, hit list. List. Making a, a literal list. hit list. He's checking it twice. Worst. He's got a reverse you. The attack lasted for two hours and seven minutes, damaging 13 buildings, knocking out natural gas service to City Hall and the concrete plant, damaging a truck and destroying part of a utility service centre. Despite the great damage to property, no one one besides Hemiah was killed. What the fuck? That is a Christmas miracle. (laughs) He drove through houses, presumably like just in the middle of the day. The damage was estimated at $7 million. According to Grand County Commissioner James Newbury, uh, Grand County Emergency Dispatchers was used the reserve used the reverse 911 emergency system to notify many residents and property owners of the rampage going on in the town. So I guess like the 911 uh, the 911 operators yeah noticed something was happening and like warned select people. So they called and the they people. called out to right, the town okay. and people calling 911. Right. Um, defenders of Himaya. Whoa! Why would there be defenders? Uh, defenders of Himaya, let's find out. Sounds like a spin-off show. Contended that he made a point of not hurting anyone during his bulldozer rampage. Uh, Ian Daughtry, a bakery owner, says Himaya went out of his way not to harm anyone. Others offered different views. The sheriff's <laughs> department argued the fact that no one was injured due, was not due to good intent. Others as, offered different views. Yeah, <laughs> others uh, <laughs> did not agree. <laughs> uh, some thoughts. Sheriff's department argued it was luck. Uh, Himaya had installed two rifles in firing ports on the inside of the bulldozer. Yeah, like he had fucking guns. Yeah. There, there was intent to hurt there. Yeah, absolutely, right? Uh, that uh, goes on um, goes on, and, and, you know, the fate of the bulldozer. On April 19, 2005, this is, yeah, I'll, I'll cap off the fate of the bulldozer. Yeah. April 19, 2005, the town announced plans to scrap Himaya's bulldozer. So like almost a year later, they were like, we should probably get rid of this killdozer. The plan involved dispersing... It belongs in a museum! <laughs> dispersing individual pieces to many separate scrapyards to prevent souvenir taking. So it just they just dismantled it. And now... And the so, legend uh, of killdozer. So just really yeah. quickly. Yo. How did, how did Himaya die? He, he took his own life inside the bulldozer. Fucking God. hell. Uh, quote from... Sorry, I will uh, cap off with this quote from Himaya himself. God built me for this job. Oh, God. Uh, he also said it was God's plan that he not be married or have a family so that he can be in, pos- in a position to carry out such an attack. I think God will bless me to get the machine done, to drive it, to do the stuff that I have to do. We're on a mission from, <laughs> from God. God. <laughs> um, 
I would like to posit the Yo. query, how the fuck have we never heard of this? I know, right? Yeah. This is the most insane thing I've ever heard of. How is there not like a mo- There's a movie about the fucking Boston marathon the bombing. The marathon We guy? need to oh. make that, like, the kill those that, like, movie. That makes the Boston marathon like there's, sexy. Oh, there is a film. There is a film inspired by the story. Okay. And then there is a 2019 documentary. Oh. So Keep your eyes peeled you for go. this one. Keep your eyes peeled. All right. Oh, there you go. Right. Uh... Hannah Flannery. I think what we're we gonna, are gonna we're running hold out of time. My article for oh. next week. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. So yeah, I think. Oh, um, I th- yeah, yeah. No. Saints? Yeah. Surprised. I decided just then. Oh okay. <laughs> it right, was a conversation yeah, that was absolutely. had without you, James. Kinghead. Yeah, yeah. You guys had a private meeting. Yeah, we sn- yeah. <laughs> we, we we went away. Yeah, we took some time. Yeah, we thought about it. This is the decision we're going with. Hannah's coming up. So thank you week. so much, right. uh, yeah. and we'll. Get in contact with you in the future. Thank you. Yeah. That's right. Well, we'll keep your resume. You've, we'll keep it on file. You've got my email, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've address. got yeah, it. Yeah, uh, we've got a Je- uh, cool. Jeremy, Jeremy Canho. Yep. Yep. Cool. Obviously. Yeah, that's me. That's me. All right. um, well, then we have our three articles and uh, let's all... Recap. Mess- oh, yeah. Let's recap. What were uh, they? I forgot immediately. Tully, you were first up. I had Dazzle Camouflage. Yes. I had um, Cole, the Magnificent Prankster. Yes. And I had... Um, what's his face? Marvin Hemeyer, the Killdozer. All right, now we strong, we have our we have boys. Yeah, we have our we have our newfound voting. I've sent policy, him my which vote. We, I've which sent we sent to vote. Zane, but obviously it's Killdozer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. obviously yeah. it's yeah. Killdozer. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Killdozer is the greatest yeah. thing we've ever yeah. heard of. <laughs> um, <laughs> far out. That is the most insane story I, it's, I think yeah, I've ever crazy. heard. Yay, that's my my tip. Currently for bracket winner. Yeah. Is, Ooh, is yeah. Well, Maybe. there you go. Maybe go all the way. There you Who go. Knows? That's true. Um, all right. Uh, Pimaya, you're up in heaven. At least you've won something. We have a door That's opening. That's all right. There's people entering the room. This oh is why gosh. we have to get yeah. stop. Oh, <laughs> sweet Lord. Right. Um, so uh, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Killdozer. Yes. Best thing I've ever heard of in yes. my life. Uh, um, if you has- want more uh, things like... Oh, Killdozer and, and Dazzle Camera, as you've heard today. Check out all our episodes. Uh, they're all on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. And Stitcher, those sexy podcatchers of your choice. And all the podcatchers of your choice. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. All that you can find us on all your favourite social medias. It's you unfeatured articles. Drill. You know the drill. You know the drill. Um, we're, we're on there. We're posting we're content. It's there. sexy. Yeah. Uh, um, Purgatory and Friends is our theme song. It's like absolutely our theme song. And... Uh, uh, yeah, well, uh, we are hosted lovingly by That's Not Canon Productions That's and our tipper. righteous podcast father, Zane C. Weber. Magnificent we man. There we are. I nearly, I nearly pressed nearly the Simpsons one. So close. So close. But, um, yes, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I've been Curtis Lang. I've been Telly Grimley. I'm Hannah Flannery. I'm James Q. And until next time, browse responsibly. Sexy content. <laughs> no, it's fucking. That's good. It's sexy Saturday. content. It is Saturday. Thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. You, See uh, you next I time. Know, I just immediately thought glass of wine. Um. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.